Welcome to ANF Plus Sports Tonight. I am sports producer Scott Pennyman here, uh, running it solo again, right? So this is uh, on a Thursday here. Lots of a uh, whole lot of sports to talk about, right? So I love this time of year because this is NFL. Right. It's time to really just dig into some NFL. I love there's several NFL storylines here with the preseason games. Uh, week one of the preseason for most of these teams here. So it's really interesting to sort of get into a lot of these different storylines as we go throughout the league, which, which rookies are going to be, uh, are going to get their opportunities to start. Um, the Falcons, of course, open up their preseason, uh, starting tomorrow. They've been in Miami the entire week. They've been in Miami the whole week, uh, with scrimmages. And uh, they'll be opening up tomorrow against the uh, against the Miami Dolphins. So it'll be it'll be real interesting to take a look at that. So we're going to dive into that some. But the first thing I want to hit here. So with this opening preseason game, uh, so there's going to be both the rookies. Uh, remember, there were several rookie quarterbacks taken in the first round this past year. Uh, right up and down the list of the draft. So uh, a couple of those guys are going to get their first starts uh, this weekend, like. Kind of as expected. So CJ, I'm sorry, CJ Stroud in Houston. He'll be starting tonight against the Patriots in their preseason opener. So, and then Anthony Richardson will get the start for the Colts in their preseason game on Saturday. And I could not be more thrilled that both of those guys are going to start the preseason opener, right? So let me explain. I know I've talked so much about. <laughs> I hate when these teams, I mean, I genuinely hate when so many of these teams draft a quarterback in the first round, right? So they draft a quarterback because everybody in the world knows they need one. The Houston Texans, for goodness sake, was starting Davis Mills last year as their quarterback. And we all saw what Davis Mills is. He'd probably be a backup for the next eight to ten years. He's from the Atlanta area. God bless him. But he is not a starting quarterback. All right. I think we understood that. So. He's the backup in Houston. And then in Indianapolis, they have Gardner Minshew, who's a much more, uh, I guess you could say, established backup quarterback. Uh, so he's been kind of duking it out with Richardson in preseason. But they're going to go with Richardson in the opener of the preseason, kind of as expected. So those are two very different situations. And let me elaborate on those. So in Houston, with that situation, you have absolutely no reason None not to start C.J. Stroud at quarterback. Reason being, you already know what you have in Davis Mills. He started almost the entire year last year. We all saw he can't really play. He's, he's, most, he's basically a career backup. Like Davis Mills, the kind of guy, he'll play in the NFL for seven to ten more seasons uh, just because he has all the attributes of a quarterback. He's tall. He's got the arm. He's got those things, but we all know he's not a starting quarterback. So I don't think you can really justify not starting C.J. Stroud in week one. If the only reason you don't want to start him in week one is because you don't want to get the rookie exposed or you don't want to – come on, I hate when teams do that. I mean, I hate when these teams draft a quarterback really early and they sort they sort of BS everybody. They go, oh, no, he's got to earn it, man. We don't just want to give him the job. He's got to earn it. When everybody knows good and well you drafted him for a reason. You drafted him because – you needed him to be the starting quarterback. You know that. You needed that. Everyone involved knows that. So I don't know who they're fooling. You're just wasting time. You're just waste. If you go out there and you throw a veteran retread out in week one to start, 
over your rookie who you took in the top five of the draft, you're just wasting time. You're wasting time that nobody has, by the way, because the second you get hired as an NFL head coach, you're on the clock, period. You're, you have to win games from day one. Well, you're expected to win or you're expected to at least have development. So I think we've seen in the past, even if you start like a veteran retrade and you lose some that year, that's going to be held against you as a head coach because from the second you get hired, you're on the clock. You got to win football games. So yeah, let's, let's, I think in both those cases, it's probably better to start the rookie, but let me get into a little bit why it's a little more understandable if the Colts don't start Richardson. Remember, at Florida, uh, he played in the SEC, so uh, people around here got a pretty good look at him. He's a very raw quarterback. He only had 12 starts at the college level, so I think it's more understandable if he doesn't start from day one because you do have a guy in Gardner Minshew who does have a lot of starts. He's looked somewhat capable in his starts. I, I also think Gardner Minshew is a career backup quarterback, but he looked far more capable in his uh, performances than Davis Mills did. So I think you can sort of justify letting uh, Gardner Minshew maybe start seven or eight games this season, at least start the season. And then when things start to go downhill, and they will <laughs> for the Colts, uh, then I think you can get Richardson, you know, last five or six starts of the season. So I do like what those two teams are doing there. They're, they're not playing any games. They're getting right to it. Let's see what these rookies have. Let's, Work these kinks out in preseason, and uh, and let's go. So, uh, applauding. I'm, I'm I'm applauding those two teams because so many teams will go out there and throw veteran retreads out there, and nobody really wants to see that. And uh, quite frankly, it's not very entertaining. So. Let's talk about the Falcons. The Falcons in Miami, like I said, the entire week they've been down there all week long, uh, prepping for the preseason opener against the uh, Miami Dolphins. So a lot of things sort of piqued my interest about that game as far as what we're going to see from the Falcons in a preseason opener tomorrow. Look, I think number one thing, and I don't think the Falcons have that luxury, so a lot of teams don't really start a lot of starters in the first preseason game. They want to get a look at some young guys and everything. I don't think the Falcons have that luxury. I think they have a lot of uh, things they need to see offensively just to kind of see where they're at. They're a very young team. You're very young at quarterback. You have a lot of young weapons around the quarterback. Uh, so I think you want to work on some continuity here early in this preseason game, even if you only play those guys for a quarter. I think Desmond Ritter needs to go for a quarter. I think you need to uh, see some things out of um, out of uh, your your top ten pick, Bijan Robinson. I think you want to see some of that continuity, some of that uh, chemistry start to get uh, going between Ritter and guys like Drake London, that receiving core. Uh, a guy who's been having a pretty solid camp, too. Um, you know, when you look around, I mean, obviously uh, – you know, with, with Bijan, he's been having a really, uh, really good camp for the team. But that, you know, Desmond Ritter, Tyler Heineke, those guys that look, I mean, Heineke's a pretty good backup too, right? So, I mean, I, th I think the Falcons are, I think they consider themselves in pretty good hands, uh, at the quarterback position. But look, make no mistake about it. We want to see Desmond Ritter tomorrow night because I want to see, maybe sort of, and I'm just really going by what I observed, um, some in practices. I really want to see him sort of whip it downfield. I want, I want him to be able to take some shots downfield, not just necessarily be a check down quarterback. I know I talked last week about, you know, a lot of comparisons, uh, nationally that were comparing him and maybe Ryan Tannehill because, uh, Arthur Smith obviously coached Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee. So of course there's natural comparisons to go, all right, well, you know, maybe Desmond Ritter can be his 
Ryan Tannehill here in Atlanta. But really, I think I just want to see Desmond Ritter with some opportunities whip it downfield to me. So I don't know if they're going to do that a lot tomorrow, obviously, because it's a preseason game. Teams like to keep the playbook very basic. But I'd like to see Desmond Ritter really take some shots because I know in watching practice some last week, I didn't really see him cut it loose a lot downfield. Now, I will say I didn't watch every single play of practice, um, but when the times I saw him, you know, it was a lot of short intermediate throws um, in the parts of practice that I observed. And so I was kind of just whispering to some of the people there. I'm like, man, I really want to see Desmond really cut it downfield. I mean, those 15 to 25 yard throws, that's what makes you a quarterback in the NFL, right? I mean, most backup quarterbacks can throw check downs the entire game. That's why they're backups because they don't want to take those big chances downfield because they don't have the confidence in their ability to take those chances downfield. That's normally why they're a backup quarterback. But I think what you want to see from a starting quarterback is the ability to cut it loose in that 15 to 25-yard range, make some big-time throws, third and 10s, third and 12s. Can you? That's where you make your money as a quarterback in the NFL is those third and 10s, third and 12s. Can he go back? Can he rip it? Can he read the defense? Can he find receivers downfield? Can he help them pick up big plays in a passing game on third downs when NFL quarterbacks earn their money? So I think that's what I want to see. Hopefully, in some of these preseason games, we can see some of that from Desmond Ritter. But, you know, obviously it's preseason, so we, um, we'll just have to take everything we see with a grain of salt. So it's really interesting. Let's go around the AFC a little bit. Um, I'm sorry, around the NFC, around the NFC South to be specific. So one situation in the NFC South really sort of catches my eye a little bit right so obviously with me being a Cleveland Browns fan I've kept an eye on Baker Mayfield a lot throughout his career um look I was one of those people that even gave Baker the benefit of the doubt right I mean he was a quarterback for my Browns team and look (laughs) believe me when I tell you man finding competent quarterback play was hard For about a 15, 20 year span, it was hard to be a fan of that team. And so when Baker Mayfield came through the door in 2018, I'll admit, I was just happy to see a competent quarterback. I was just happy to see a guy who could win games at the NFL level because up to that point, that franchise hadn't had that. So obviously he goes through his struggles in 2021, has a really nice year in 2020, 2021 goes through some struggles. They replace him with Deshaun Watson. And now he lands in Tampa where the Falcons will see him twice a year, maybe. Uh, so kind of what they're doing down here in, in Tampa with, uh, with that situation. So Baker Mayfield is going to start the preseason opener, but I think they will also want to get a really good look at Kyle Trash too, who was a second round pick of that team. So I don't really know what to think about that situation just because man, if you've gotten to a point in your career right now where you don't know if you're going to beat out Kyle Trask. I mean, how far the mighty have fallen. I mean, Baker Mayfield, former number one overall draft pick, and now he's in Tampa fighting for his starting quarterback life against Kyle Trask. And from what we've all been hearing from that situation, neither guy's looking great. So, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to kind of see, um, you know, Ken Baker just just sort of get his career back on track. I mean, because right now he's fighting for his life as a starting quarterback in the NFL. I thought, just me personally, I thought he should have stayed 
with the Rams last season. I thought that was a pretty good thing he had going there with uh, Sean McVay, went to Marist High School right here in Atlanta, Georgia. I thought he had a really good situation going with that Rams team, with that Rams organization. They really seemed to, to, to really feel that Baker um, could be maybe the heir apparent to Matthew Stafford. And I thought last season when he played a couple games there, I thought he did a solid job uh, coming in for uh, Matthew Stafford in those games. He had a he had the one was it the Monday night game where he brought him from behind. It was kind of like a real thrilling game, and 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 so he sort of looked like he was resurrecting resurrecting his career with the Rams. But you know, then obviously, look, I mean, I don't blame him. He wants to be a starting quarterback, so he goes to Tampa. Um, and now he's in a fight for his life for a starting quarterback job. Look, it doesn't look good, especially on a resume of a quarterback, to just do that much jumping around, right? I mean, you've kind of been with three three different teams in the last three years, and and you're running out of opportunities if you're him. Um, the next step is probably to be a career backup quarterback. So just sort of watching what's going on down there in Tampa with that with their quarterback situation is one of the more interesting storylines of this preseason and then you look at this at some of the other teams too I mean obviously the Falcons open up against Carolina week one you got Bryce Young there playing quarterback uh he's done a phenomenal job so far in camp really interested to get a look at him in preseason two to sort of see what he brings to the table so this could be a really fun division mainly because there's no dominant team I think if any one of these teams win the division, I don't think anybody's going to be that surprised. I mean, if the Falcons get their act together and Desmond Ritter plays competent-level quarterback, I think we can see the Atlanta Falcons win this division. I think when you look at the New Orleans Saints and they have Derek Carr, who's a proven starting quarterback, uh, who's proven he can win NFL games, uh, you know, at least um, at, a, at a decent level. Uh, led uh, the Raiders to the playoffs a couple years ago. So Derek Carr is probably the most capable quarterback of any of these teams in the division right now. He's the most proven quarterback. And then sort of when you look around uh, to uh, the, the Falcons and Panthers, they've got two young quarterbacks. So there's not really one juggernaut in the division. So that's going to be really interesting to take a look at as the season plays out, <laughs> kind of how things go in the NFC South, that might be one of the more fun divisions in football just because there's no real favorite. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if you're the Falcons, you got to believe that you got a pretty good job to win. You have a pretty good opportunity to win this thing. So it's going to be really interesting to see what, what, what goes on there in the NFC South as we continue through these uh, – through the preseason. A lot of good storylines there. So one thing that's taking place here, uh, we get to this. So UGA, let's talk some college football. So UGA, uh, going through practices last few weeks, we were out there uh, today and um, they're going to be, they're going to have their scrimmage on Saturday. So it'll be a pretty good look and see who starts a quarterback for them. Maybe a good look at Carson Beck. I think most people expect him to be the starting quarterback this season, but let's be real. Let's be totally real. It doesn't matter who the starting quarterback is for UGA. I know a lot is being made of this right now. A lot is being made of who the starting quarterback is going to be heading into the season. Look, it doesn't really matter. I don't think it matters. I'm just being real. Because UGA has long been a team that I'm not going to say they win a spider quarterback because Stetson Bennett was obviously – uh, drafted there, obviously had a very decorated college career, but he kind of grew into that. 
But I think UGA is the kind of team, they're so dominant on both sides of the ball. They're so dominant on defense. They're so dominant at other positions. They got so many stars at every, at every position on the football field. They don't need a star quarterback. They just need a guy who's going to drive the bus. He just needs to be able to drive the bus where it needs to go and let the kids off, right? That's not a very complicated job. We've all seen bus drivers, right? No disrespect to anybody who's a bus driver, but being a bus driver, when you look at it, seems like a pretty simple job, right? I mean, you might have to deal with some drunk guys in the back of the bus every once in a while and everything like that, but that's a whole other story. But in terms of being a quarterback, being a bus driver, you just want a guy that can just distribute people, distribute the ball where it needs to go. Like a guy who drives a bus needs to just drive and distribute the people where they need to go. That's all you need from UGS quarterback. Just be a bus driver and just just dump it off where it needs to go. Carson Beck or, or Brock Vandergriff or who's ever playing quarterback, it don't matter. They're going to win anyway just because their defense is so dominant. They're going to take the ball away from people. And then on the offensive side of the ball, there's just so many guys there on offense who you have to get the ball to. I mean, you got a Mackey Award guy at tight end. you got a bunch of backs that can run the ball, guys who are all four- and five-star guys in uh, high school. Wide receiver position is really good. And more importantly, the offensive line ain't going to let nobody touch you. <laughs> so that's going to be – I'm not going to say being UJ's quarterback is one of the easiest jobs in America, but it's one of the easiest jobs in America from a football standpoint. Let's be real because you probably aren't going to be touched very often as a quarterback, and there's not going to be a lot asked of you. So I think that's just one of the more overrated storylines of the season so far just because they don't need a whole lot out of their quarterback. So I don't know. That, that That's just me. I don't – it's giving us stories to talk about, but the big the big question is, can they win their third straight national championship? And when you look at their schedule, there isn't a team on there that you feel very confident that they can take them down. Let's just be real. Uh, they're going to have a very good chance to win their third straight national championship. Um, they're really going to be fighting themselves. That's what teams fight in this situation is complacency. Um, but Kirby Smart does not appear – to be the kind of coach that's going to allow his team fall to complacency. I mean, I think he he comes from the he comes from the Nick Saban school of management where he sets that goal so well for his team coming into every single year that I I just don't see a team on their schedule who would be a favorite as far as beating them. I mean, they go up to Tennessee, Tennessee is going to be a tough game. I like what uh coach Hypo is doing up there with that team, but I I, when it gets down to it, I just don't think unless 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 whoever they put at quarterback is just so bad and turns the ball over and does all the things that they don't need him to do. To me, that's the only way I can see them losing. I don't think anybody's just going to come out and beat this team. I mean, even if they have to win games like the 2000 Ravens, like the 2000 Baltimore Ravens, where basically their quarterback is like Trent Dilfer and he just hands the ball off and dumps it off and all that stuff. Even if they have to win games that way, I think they'll find a way to win them. So that's just my take on that. So let's get to, and this is a good one here, what's on my mind. One second. So here's what's on my mind. So it's a real interesting situation going out there. Let's stick with the NFL. It's a real interesting situation going out there in San Francisco where Trey Lance who was they they gave up a lot to get Trey Lance like they moved up in the draft the 49ers moved up in the draft to get Trey Lance I believe number three overall in that draft and now they're in a situation where he could end up being their third quarterback because right now they have um 
right now is the backup. They have Sam Darnold playing quarterback, right? So let me see here. Um, what they have on the actual depth chart. So when you look at the 49ers depth chart, right? Obviously they got Brock Purdy sitting at the top right now at quarterback. So you got Brock Purdy at the very top. And so now you have a real duel between Sam Darnold and Trey Lance. Which at the, you would think this shouldn't be a duel at all because Trey Lance was, I mean, you gave up a whole, you gave up draft picks. You gave up a lot of draft capital, first, multiple first round picks to move up in a position to be able to draft Trey Lance. But obviously, unfortunately for him, he gets hurt early last year and he gives Brock Purdy a chance to shine. So right now, Brock Purdy is locked into that starting quarterback role. And then in the offseason, they brought in Sam Darnold, who, of course, <laughs> This is what Sam Darnold does, though, right? Sam Darnold always – Darnold is going to always pass the eye test. He kind of reminds me of a quarterback who played when I was growing up when I was a kid, a guy named Jeff George. People around here are very familiar with him because he played for the Falcons for some years, and he was a guy that he threw such a beautiful ball that he suckered scouts in all the time. People would see him throw such a beautiful ball, and they would be like, he'd be able to sucker in an offensive coordinator or a team to go, look, we can work with him. Whatever isn't right between the ears for him, we can work with that. And I feel like that's Sam Darnold. I feel like whatever team he gets to, they become so enamored, so impressed with how that ball comes out of his hands and how he has all of the tools to be a good quarterback. I think they just fall in love so quickly with all those attributes that they think they can work with them. And let's face it, if you're um, Kyle Shanahan, I don't doubt that he can maybe turn Sam Darnold into something because whoever plays quarterback for Kyle Shanahan does a good job. We've seen it time in and time out. There's been a bunch of different quarterbacks in San Francisco, and Kyle Shanahan does a good job with him, and he wins with him, right? So it's not uh, beyond the realm of possibility that Sam Darnold can do the same there. So I think they really believe that that can happen with Sam Darnold there. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with Trey Lance there because um, they – um, he could be on the trade market, I guess, and that's gonna be interesting to, to see what what team might want to reach in a trade for um the former number three overall pick Trey Lance, right? So that's gonna be an interesting storyline to follow. How he plays in preseason, whose attention he may get, who knows? Maybe a team like Tampa uh, might not be all the way cool with their quarterback situation. Maybe they'll reach for him. Who knows? All right. So hey, before we get out of here. Let me remind you that you can listen to this Sports Tonight podcast wherever you listen to your podcast at. So whether it's Apple Music, whether it's Spotify, no matter where you get your podcast, you can check out our podcast on Atlanta News First uh, Sports Tonight. So if you're on the road and you're driving home and you don't have time to pull this up and watch it or whatever, that's cool. We got you. We got you. Just go to Spotify, just go to Apple Music or wherever you find your podcast and check us out, right? So there's that. And then, you know, uh, look, I got a lot to say. So when you're driving home, man, look, Atlanta traffic is crazy. Or even national traffic, no matter where you're listening from, it's crazy. Pull us up on that podcast and let's go. Listen to sports tonight, all right? Look, even try it tomorrow because we'll be right back here tomorrow. Discussing some really cool sports topics. Look, we'll be talking about the Falcons as they get ready for that preseason game. And I'm pretty sure there's going to be a whole lot of more NFL news that we're going to throw your way. All right. All right. So that's sports tonight for this Thursday. 
I'm about to get out of here. I'm going to let you get out of here. We'll see you tomorrow.